Well, I don't know how many of you um, have Christmas crackers at Christmas time. Put up your hand if you have Christmas crackers at your table. You know, um, some of you do, yeah. Um, I was born in the UK, and a great tradition for us um, at Christmas time as a family was to have Christmas crackers, as well as uh, Christmas pudding with sixpence hidden in it. Did any of you have that? Yeah. Well, um, tonight... I just want to uh, tell us a little bit about the greatest Christmas cracker. Um, And so, of course, with Christmas crackers, uh, Christmas crackers have got uh, four things about them. But somebody asked me today, who invented Christmas crackers? And apparently there was a sweet maker in England called Tom Smith in 1850 who made sweets. And he was sitting by his fire in winter... And the fire was crackling away, and he had this thought. And the thought was, wouldn't it be nice to wrap sweets up in a packet, and when children opened it, it would go crack. And that's how Christmas crackers got started. So I'm going to ask, is there a young person here who would like to come up and pull this Christmas cracker with me? Go, Ruse up again. Go go for it, Ruse. Come on. That's it. Ruse with it again. Okay, we're going to pull it. Ready? Ready, steady, go. Oh! Did it go bang? No, let's go again. Now, we're going to see what... Oh, here we go, here we go. Can you pull that? You pull that. that. That's it! Hey. Now, you've got to give me these three because you're going to get one in a minute. You can go and sit down now. Thank you. <laughs> so, Christmas crackers um, remind us of four things about Christmas. First of all, the explosion, the crack. I don't know if you listened to that, that when the shepherds were out in their fields, it said this, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And then it says, suddenly a great army of angels appeared with them. I should imagine if you were in Ukraine and you saw those bombs coming, it would kind of been like that. It was an explosion. And what it was, was heaven coming to earth. Now you think about it for a minute. Man prides himself with rockets that we send to the moon, and we send to Mars, and things like that. But at Christmas, the whole of heaven came to earth. Because God is far greater than we are, and God came to earth in the seed planted in a woman, which is amazing. And it's true. It happened. As I said earlier, my mother said, Christmas is the most outrageous thing that has ever happened. Now, so the first thing is the explosion. The second thing is, in a cracker you have a hat or a crown. And the hat or the crown reminds us that at Christmas time, a king was born. This is what um, Tim read in his reading. Where is the one who's been born the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. The wise men came from the east. We don't know exactly where they came from, but they came from the east to worship a king. 
the king of the Jews. They bought a gift that only a king would receive, and that is gold. But the thing is that Jesus just wasn't just the king of the Jews. Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. This is what it says in Philippians. Paul, who was struck on the road to Damascus by a blinding light, and he met the Lord Jesus. This is what it says in Philippians. It says, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Every knee shall bow. And one of the questions I want to ask you tonight, is Jesus your king? Because one day, every knee will bow to Jesus. And I think it's better to bow the knee to Jesus now when this wonderful gift has been given to us. The third thing is I always love the jokes. The message. The third thing is the message. Here's the joke. Why do monkeys sing at Christmas? What do they sing at Christmas? Jungle bells, jungle bells. There we are. Oh. You see, now you laughed and that gave you temporary happiness. Temporary. It was so fleeting. And the jokes that you're going to see in your Christmas cracker will be just as fleeting. And there's a big difference between, between happiness and joy. Because the Bible says this, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Today in David's town, a Savior is born. And of course, the, the um, shepherds ran off. And it says they came back rejoicing at what they'd seen or heard. And I want to say to you, there's a difference between happiness and joy. God does not promise us happiness in this life, but he promises us joy. And joy is a gift, a fruit of the Holy Spirit. When we acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the joy of the Holy Spirit fills us. And I can see one or two heads nodding here. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And how the world needs joy. There's so much hurt and pain in the world. You know, I think of Paul. The Apostle Paul was in prison in Philippi at nighttime. At midnight, he'd been whipped. And he was singing praises to God. The circumstance did not affect what was inside of him. And Christmas is the offer of joy. Ultimately, Jesus came as a Savior, a Savior to save us from our sins. He died on a cross to save us from our sins. He took the just punishment for sin. Some of you are parents, and you'll know that sometimes when your kids play up, you have some form of punishment because injustice needs to pay, and we quite rightly in our society expect crime to pay. And for God, sin is crime. And we're all sinners. And that's the wonderful thing, because this gift was given to us to free us 
from those habits. And the last thing is the gift. Oh, this wonderful watch. Look at this watch. It's not a Rolex, but this gift inside, inside the Christmas cracker is a hat, a message, and a gift. And I could be playing with this all night. It's got two little things, and you've got to try and get them in the two holes here. But the thing is that this gift will probably end up in the rubbish bin in about five days' time, or probably even tonight, actually. Do you know that a, couple of, a few Christmases ago, I got given a box of brand-new golf balls, 12 golf balls. Those of you who are golfers will know exactly how prized they are. Do you know what? I, I, kept, I put them in my bag, and I forgot about them for four years until I was playing golf with my son, who gave them to me, up at the Sherwood Golf Club. And I said, Andy, I don't know if I've got any golf balls. Let me have a look. And there was the box of golf balls he'd given me four years before. It was so embarrassing. And the point is this. When we get given a gift, are we going to open it? Are we going to receive it? Are we going to apply it to our lives? They say in America that $15 billion worth of presents are bought every year for Christmas, and at least 25% of them end up on the rubbish dump. But at Christmas, what we remember is the greatest gift that was given to humanity. The Bible says this, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. And Hannah read to us, and I hope you heard it tonight, This is what the Scripture says. To all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gives them the right to be the children of God. The question for you and me is, have you received this gift of Jesus? It was freely given. He died on a cross. He rose out of the grave, and he's alive today. He's here with us now by His Spirit, and He wants people to receive Him so you can have joy in your life. Let me pray, and if you're here tonight and you have not yet received Christ, I want to ask you to consider inviting Christ to receive Him tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your Son the most indescribable gift, the gift of salvation, the gift of love, the gift of joy, the gift of hope, wrapped up in a little baby. Thank you that he grew up and he showed us how to live. Thank you that he gave himself freely for us on the cross. And Lord, as I did 44 years ago, whenever it was, Lord, I pray for my friends here tonight that if anyone here has not received this gift, that they would reach out and receive the gift of Jesus tonight. And the way we do that is we say, Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for coming to this earth. Thank you for dying on a cross for my sins. Please forgive me, a sinner. Please forgive me, Lord. If there's anything on your conscience that you want to say sorry to God for right now,
say sorry to him. He, can, he knows exactly what you're thinking right now. And so you can be honest with him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you forgive me. I receive your forgiveness. And I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit, the spirit of joy, into my heart right now, that I might become a child of God as you promised, and to live in him for the rest of my life and into eternity. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were here tonight and you prayed that prayer for the very first time, and you would like to know more, please come and see me after the service. I'll just be sitting down here while everybody's eating cake. <laughs> but just come and say hi. Tell me who you are, and I'd love to pray for you. But let's just stand now and sing our final hymn, which is Joy to the World. And at the end of that, before we do the blessing, you have permission to pull your crackers. But I would ask you if you wouldn't mind taking the rubbish home with you. <laughs> <laughs>